Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, your inside look at your favorite NHL team. And on this week's episode, myself, Carter Baum, and Chris Cook will walk you through some of the best single-game giveaways coming up in the 2019-20 season just announced by the club. We'll walk through ESPN's All-Decade Team and All-Decade Awards and have a great conversation with Chris Cook and Chris Versteeg talking about his career his return to the Chicago Blackhawks organization with an AHL contract in Rockford and all sorts of great things coming up on this week's episode of Blackhawks Insider. After the puck is Seabrook, and he makes the play to Andrew Ladd. Three on two to center. Here's Chris Versteeg. Stops up. Hangs on. Lost control of the puck. Bowling turns and couldn't get a shot to the net. Chance again for Versteeg. He shoots. He scores! Welcome into Blackhawks Insider. It is a very light edition of Blackhawks Insider this week. I am Carter Baum. Across from me is Chris Cook. And Chris, I think we have scared away Eric Lear and Adam Burrish because it's just you and I this week. It's uh, We had a lot of fun last week with Fred Mitchell and Bob Verde. Uh, and now we're just left out to dry. Hey, some guys go harder in the you know the off season than others. So you it's know, okay. They're on their couches, you know, going to flab, and here we are working out. We're dedicated every single week. We're here to bring you the latest. Now, Eric Lear is working on some great Blackhawks TV planning and shooting, uh, bringing some great off season coverage to you guys here in the next few weeks, giving an inside look at some of the guys. Uh, on the Blackhawks roster and how they prepare for the season, go behind the scenes of their off-season schedule. And then uh, Adam Burrish got married last weekend, so we decided to go ahead and give him the week off, you know, let him... Congrats um, to Burr. Congratulations to him. Let him adjust to married life and spend some time with his new wife, and we'll have him back hopefully next week on the episode. And I can tell you this will probably be the last light episode of Blackhawks Insider because... Things are ramping up. We're just over two weeks out from the Prospects Tournament in Traverse City. A week after that, the first on-ice session of training camp and training camp festival coming your way September 15th. Uh, About six weeks from the season opener, of course, a couple preseason games in between now and then. And get your rest in now, Chris (laughs) Cook, because it's all about to start and it's all about to be fun. Winter is coming. It's definitely coming. And uh, it seems like it's been a long off-season. It has been a longer offseason than the Blackhawks wanted, but yeah, you're going to look up in a couple of days from now, I'll be like, oh, we're just a couple weeks from training camp. So, you know, players have been spotted around the area working out. And uh, I saw on Instagram that Adam Boquist is headed back to North America, heading back to Chicago, ready to get some off ice and on ice sessions in before camp opens. And the guys are starting to make their way back, and there's a, there's a little excitement building. Yeah, you can tell that. It's just, um, you know, we, we live and breathe hockey, right? But you can see it all around the city when people are starting to talk about the Blackhawks, starting to talk about hockey season. I mean, still got baseball in full full gear here. You got football coming up. But there seems to be a bit of a buzz around the NHL season. It's right around this time when people start thinking, boy, it wouldn't be a bad idea to sit in a cool rink and watch some hockey. Yeah, it's been uh, nice weather. Uh, not as hot as Dallas as I'm used to, I have to say. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed that aspect of Chicago over the last few months, but uh, things are ramping up. And along those lines, single-game tickets going on sale this week for Blackhawks 2019-2020 season. Uh, every single game on sale right now. Uh, act fast because these tickets won't last long. You can secure your seat at blackhawks.com. But one thing that did come out after last week's episode when we recorded was the game day giveaway list, Chris Cook. a lot, right? Stuff is announced right after we get done recording stuff. I think Stan planned the giveaways to go out 
after we recorded the podcast because he did that two weeks in a row with trades as soon as we got done or, or not trades but uh, one trade in a Robin Leonard signing but uh, you know it happens and we're happy to recap things we're happy to go back into some of the great giveaways that are happening this season because there are a lot of them there's of course the entire 2010 celebration uh, giveaway series with five uh, incredible 2010 moment bobbleheads coming out, starting with Patrick Kane's at Training Camp Festival on September 15th, which I think is my favorite, but also Marion Hossa, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taves, all getting bobbleheads this year, a replica ring night, so many great dates from October, November, December, January, uh, March, spread out throughout the year, no matter what time of year you want to come to a game or if you want to come to all of them. So many great 2010 celebrations. And then one thing that not necessarily a 2010 direct giveaway, but I think is a cool uh, nod to 2010 is a Duncan Keith floss holder coming your way on March 5th as the Edmonton Oilers come to town. If you are, if you have your teeth intact, you can use that. Duncan did not need that in 2010. You know, um, just to go a little history there, when Duncan lost those teeth in that uh, playoff game and uh, really horrific scene on the ice and, uh, we came back and played, which is just a testament to the kind of the toughness of not only him but all hockey players. Uh, I was the guy in the dressing room afterward when we were talking to Duncan Keith, and I just said, "Duncan, how many teeth?" And he opened his mouth, and it was it was almost horrifying that <laughs> he had lost I think it was seven teeth and just the, the damage that he he took. So the fact that he's got some dental floss in his future is probably a good thing, and uh, that's he's got my... some nice new teeth now. He's got a good smile now. Exactly, exactly. You can he's got to take care he, of he it. He bought a nice smile. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I like the kind of things like the uh, Alex Brinkett, uh, Dylan Strome salt and pepper shaker. That'll be interesting. That'll be a great night. November 19th against Carolina. Um, two friends, two best friends off the ice. You can have them live in infamy as your salt and pepper shakers on your dining room table. How about That'd that? Make a great Thanksgiving, right? Absolutely. Right around the corner. Start those guys and uh, put Get that on some turkey, turkey, you know, <laughs> exactly. some stuffing. And some great bobbleheads. You mentioned the 2010 anniversary is bringing out some really great bobbleheads. Marion Hosa, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, um, Jonathan Taves, all those guys. Those are going to be fun for fans to have something new to kind of recognize what happened in 2010. And uh, it was a magical time, so why not bring out those bobbleheads? So looking forward to that. Um, a lot of great giveaways. The Metal Lunchbox against the Blues. Let's hope they give those away on the, on the way out as opposed to uh, on the way in and something bad happens. But uh, I was there. Always dangerous. The, I was there when they had the uh, hard hat night and Jonathan Taves uh, <laughs> decided, decided to have a hat trick and uh, many of those hats came on the ice and that was a fun time as they cleaned those up. So it uh, should be a great, great giveaway season and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting some hands on some of those myself. A full list you can find at blackhawks.com slash promo. So many great nights uh, coming your way and definitely stuff you do not want to miss. But Talking about 2010, talking about so many great things happening in the celebration of the 2010 championship, ESPN just this week put out their all-decade team and some of their all-decade awards looking back from 2010, of course, uh, through this past season. And uh, there's understandably a lot of Blackhawks love over the last 10 years. And when you're looking at some of the best players and uh, across the league and for the team, I'll run you through real quick what was dubbed the all-decade team for the Chicago Blackhawks. And tell me if this is uh, a little reminiscent of some of those Stanley Cup championship teams. On a line, you've got Patrick Sharp, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane. On a blue line, you've got Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Corey Crawford in goal, and uh, your coach for the all-decade team because he was the coach for nearly the entire decade, Joel Quinville, behind the bench. And then from there, they took it even further. They looked at some of the awards across the league, and they looked at 
who would win those awards over the course of 10 years and not just a single season. And the Blackhawks are in the running for every single one except for the Vesna trophy. And even then, you could almost argue that because Corey Crawford, of course, had uh, had a pretty good decade himself. But I understand that. I, I have very few qualms with uh, the all-decade team. Um, you know, although when I think of those teams, Marion Host has got to be in there somewhere. Absolutely. But you had to draw the line somewhere, and I, I have no problem with that. Now, some of the uh, all-decade awards, yeah, tough tough calls, right? I, I know they had uh, Sidney Crosby, the Hart Trophy winner. The runners-up were Elsie Ovechkin and Patrick Kane. So Good that, company, at least. Yeah, can't argue that. I mean, Patrick Kane certainly was in the uh, team picture as far as being up in there. You know, I guess one that I maybe had a, a difficulty with was Eric Carlson being named over Duncan Keith and Drew Doughty. Um, to me, Duncan Keith was the best defenseman in uh, the last decade and still a pretty good player now. But when you win two, two Norris trophies, you win three Stanley Cups, gold medal, it's, it's tough to argue against that. You also have the Selkie Trophy. Jonathan Taves, a runner-up there. Patrice Bergeron won it. Anze Kopitar, Can't also a runner-up. No real argument there, but, of course, Jonathan Taves getting some love. Uh, best rookie season was a, was a category. Artemi Panarin was the runner-up for his 30-goal and 77-point rookie year with the Blackhawks. Uh, Matthew Barzal was named the winner. Austin Matthews, uh, another runner-up there. Uh, we mentioned Joel Quinville. He was a runner-up for the All-Decade Jack Adams Award. Barry Trotz named the winner of that one, uh, which you and I were discussing maybe a little bit before the episode started, that maybe that one is another one where there's a little bit of a question mark because at the end of the day, Stanley Cups don't lie. Yeah, I don't want to sound like too much of a homer there, but Joel Quenville, what he brought to this team and just kind of turned a franchise around. And when you win three Stanley Cups, it's tough to argue against that. Barry Trotz, a, a great coach, um, you know, back then, throughout the decade and even now. But to me, Joel Quenville's got to be your top, your top coach in the last decade. Well, looking at the last decade, there's a lot of great Blackhawks mentioned there. But another great Blackhawk who hasn't been mentioned in any of that is Chris Versteeg, a big part of that 2010 team, a big part of the 2015 team. Two stints with the Blackhawks from starting in 2007 and ending just after the 2010 Cup, coming back in the middle of the 2013-14 season uh, until staying here for probably two full seasons, uh, give or take, before he left and went to play for the LA Kings and the Calgary Flames. Chris, you had the chance to catch up with him at the Blackhawks convention. We talked about that he's on a one-year deal with the Rockford Icehogs, uh, coming back to the Blackhawks organization. But this is a guy who six, 12 months ago was wondering if his career was even going to get going. And all of a sudden, he has a new hunger, a new passion for this game. A great feature as well over on Blackhawks.com earlier this week, uh, a little more in-depth with Chris Versteeg from you. But really, just an incredible story that this is a guy who's still playing and still has that hunger. Yeah, first off, congratulations to Chris and his wife. I uh, just gave birth to their she just gave birth to the third child. So uh, shout out to him and, and very happy for him. A daughter, Bryn, born uh, a little over a week ago. So now he's got a full line. He can skate out there. It'll be, it'll be yes. great. You know, Chris Versteeg's very, um, very adamant saying he wanted to be very clear that this is no joke for him. Um, and as I pointed out in the feature story I did, he doesn't need to do this, Carter. He, does, he said, I don't need the money. Frankly, I don't need the money. Uh, I don't really need to prove anything. I've won Stanley Cups. Uh, what he does need to do, he said, is play hockey. And that's because he has not been healthy. Uh, in recent seasons. He feels he is healthy now. He says he's having, working with skating coaches for the first time. All reports I get from him is that on him is that he's skating very well without any pain. He's a guy who, when healthy, really produces, especially in the power play. So if you're looking for a guy maybe later on in the season, I don't think he breaks camp with the Blackhawks, but if you're looking for a guy to come in and maybe jumpstart the power play, why not bring in a Chris Versteeg if he's healthy? But he's very uh, adamant that he wants to do this because he can do it. 
Um, and he really has a passion to play the game right now. Uh, I, I don't see any negatives. And he can go down to Rockford. He can be a mentor to some of these players, both on and off the ice. Uh, still a fun-loving guy, but you can tell he's matured a bit, and he knows what he's talking about when he talks about players you know, with nutrition and how to comport yourself off the ice and even on the ice. So uh, it's pretty much a win-win situation for the Blackhawks, even if he doesn't come up and play for the Hawks at some point during the season. Well, he was a cap casualty in 2010, mm-hmm. and he had such an impact not only on the Blackhawks, but then he went to Florida, played three years there, was a solid player there, and he seemed to just kind of hit an injury wall after his second stint in five Chicago. Five surgeries. He had five surgeries within, what, the span of a little more than a year? Yeah, or, yeah it was a little bit longer a, than that. A little yeah, bit longer than that? This is a guy who's just been through a lot, and as he said, you know, you, you can rehab from these injuries, but then you can't get ready for the next season because you're, you're, all you're doing is trying to get better, and you, never, you start at square one each time. So, um, you know, this is a guy who's really uh, dedicated to his, his sport and to his career, it really be interesting to see what he does. We'll see him in training camp, I believe. And when he's there, he's going to be out to impress. And I think the Blackhawks hierarchy is going to keep an eye on him because this is a guy who's got the history, he's got the experience, and if he's got the, he's got the skill, and if he's healthy and he's got the desire, could be help at some point. Well, and regardless, so much has been made about the prospects coming up through the Blackhawks system and so many good young offensive talents and even defensive talents being happened there. How lucky are you if you're the Rockford Icehogs to have a guy like, and the Chicago Blackhawks for that matter, to have a guy like Chris Versteeg in that locker room molding and and mentoring so many of these young players, these 22, 23, 24-year-olds coming out of college or coming out of juniors, teaching them how to be professionals. We've we've talked to several prospects on this show about you know, just learning from guys like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Now you have a two-time cup winner in your locker room in Rockford who you can lean on and ask advice from day in and day out in your path to get to where, where he was. Yeah, you know, sometimes coaches say things and it kind of bounces off of guys that don't really soak it in. But when a guy sitting next to you with a stall next to you who's been through some battles and looks you in the eye and says, no, this is the way to do this. This is how I did it. This is how Patrick Kane did it, how Jonathan Taves did it. That shows people, young players, what they have to do to get there. I think it's great to have a – it's like another having a coach in the dressing room, a coach on the ice, but a guy who's passionate and a guy who's really dedicated to getting himself back. I think he's going to lead that Ice Hogs team, um, you know, on the ice, off the ice. And it's, you're right, it's a great luxury to have if you're the Blackhawks, a guy who can come in there and kind of help mold some young players. Well, without further ado, here is Chris Cook's interview with Chris Versteeg. It's Chris Cook here with – Former Blackhawk and possibly future Blackhawk, Chris Versteeg. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen yet, but uh, going to be scheduled to play for the Rockford Ice Hogs. And uh, Chris, welcome back to Chicago. Talk about this journey that you've made since uh, we last saw you in a Blackhawks uniform. We know you played some NHL teams and went over to Europe. Talk about this journey about getting back to where you are right now. Yeah, it's been a long journey, kind of since uh, winning the Stanley Cup in 2015. You know, uh, you go to Carolina and and finish up in LA and. Um, thinking I maybe was going to have to go to Europe after that and uh, found a home with Calgary for the next two years and had an amazing time playing in front of friends and family and uh, I loved being a part of Calgary. I had an awesome time. We had a, you know, we made the playoffs and did some good things and then uh, was in Russia for a couple days and (laughs) Sweden as well. So uh, I've been global to say the least over the last four years and to be back with Rockford. and sign with them is, is pretty exciting for me. Safe to say that some injuries have kind of derailed you along the way. Uh, I know it's been a long journey back. 
how were you able to stay motivated to come back even though you're rehabbing? I think yeah. you said five surgeries you had. Yeah, it, it, it does get tough after, you know, the first one you're like, ah, I'm going to come back. The second one you're like, okay, I can do this. The third one you're like, oh boy, this is getting tough. And, you know, the fourth and fifth, it's just, it, it can wear on you as a person and you can have some pretty uh, down and dark times. And I know for me, I, I had to reach deep and uh, and think about, you know, where I've come from and, you know, not coming from, you know, much and trying to do what I can and, and realize how blessed I am to be in the opportunity I am. So um, there's been a lot of uh, soul searching over the years on what I need to do to get back. And uh, these last two years for me have been uh, pretty, pretty difficult with not knowing if I was going to play again or what I was going to do. Uh, and then coming to Sweden was really, for me, the opportunity where I realized I still can play and I still love to play hockey. So um, now signing in Rockford, uh, I'm excited to go there and, and show that I can still do it at a really high level. You had some other opportunities, I know, but uh, the Blackhawks call you, you jump on that, you jump on that. Um, what are your expectations for Rockford? And at some point, I'm guessing you want to come back to the NHL. Yeah, for, for Rockford, uh, you, you see the young guys they've been bringing in and Sorella, and I'm sure these guys all hope to play in the NHL, but there's only so many jobs. So um, the best way to create a good NHL team is create inner competition within the, within the rest of the system. So whether that means Sorella fighting with Sakura for a job, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the best team needs to be the best individual. So these individuals need to be very, very good and uh, you don't need to be selfish in, in a way, but you need to be selfish in the sense that I need to play my best every night. And that's something that I hope these young guys do. And I hope it's something that I can help them with um, and realize that they're going to have to fight every day in Rockford. And it's not going to be handed and it's not going to be, you know, just because you scored a lot of goals in junior, you scored a lot of goals in Europe, you're not coming to the NHL and you're not going to be handed a job. And, and if you are handed a job, it might not last very long if you have that opportunity. So um, I'm excited about the young guys they brought in. Uh, I'm excited to go down there and play with these young guys and, and uh, show them and also them show me things as well. So uh, I think they got a good team down there, uh, good players. Uh, Derek King I know per a little bit and I know Mark Bernard and, and great staff and, and these kids get treated really well in the AHL now. They get pretty much NHL treatment. I know it was different. They, they tried their best when I was in the AHL. But nowadays, with the food and the preparation and the cooks, and I mean, and this is in the minor leagues I'm talking, these guys get pre treated pretty well. So uh, I know if I'm go uh, when I'm going down there, uh, what it's going to be like, and uh, I I'm excited about it though. A lot of Blackhawks fans remember, you know, Chris Rusek, a young guy, playing uh, playing a huge role in the Stanley Cup winning team in 2010. Uh, remember you rapping in the in the dressing room. How have you changed uh, as, a, as a person and as a hockey player since those times? I know you're married and you have, you have kids now with another one on the way. Yeah, I, I think me as a human is, uh, you know, I kind of stayed the same in the sense I still like to have fun. I still like to enjoy like myself and life and people around me. I like to bug people. I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, little things throughout life change, you know, your beliefs and little things that you thought were important maybe aren't important anymore and maybe things that weren't are now. So uh, little things have changed here and there uh, over time, especially having kids and how that changes maybe uh, how you think about yourself and you only really think about them now and what you care about for them. So. Um, there is little things here and there, but at the end of the day, uh, as, as a human being, I still like to have fun and, and uh, maybe not as much fun fun, but uh, <laughs> I still like to have fun and be around people and, and try to make them laugh and, and me as well. Well, you seem to be embracing the mentor role as far as playing with the Ice Hogs. 
Do you let yourself go there? Let yourself think about being back in a Blackhawks uniform? Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I've let myself go to the sense that I want to play so well that I give teams a decision whether or not to put me in that position. Um, you know, and, and I think I can do it. I think I have the ability still to do it. Uh, and, and, I, and I've said this before uh, previously, like, I, I don't need the money to play. I don't need to do it anymore. I need to play hockey because I feel I can still play at a high level. And, and we talked about this. And if I didn't feel I could play at a high level, I wouldn't play right now. And I'd find, any, I'd find something else I would need to do. So um, for me, this is about you know, coming back and playing at a high level because uh, I need to play the game and I want to play the game. And if that leads back to the NHL, that, that's great. And I'm willing to do whatever role uh, they see for me. But um, I'm coming in and it's, uh, I'm not, it's not going to be a joke. I don't plan on being a joke to everyone. Like, here's this guy coming in, you know. I plan on being someone that they're like, wow, he can still play the game. Chris Verteek, thanks for joining us and welcome back to Chicago. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you to the Chris's, both Cook and Versteeg. Over the next few weeks, we'll count you down to not only the Traverse City Prospects Tournament, but training camp preseason and of course just six weeks away the 2019-2020 Chicago Blackhawks season exciting times are on the horizon we will see you next week we got a lot of guys that can put the puck in the net and we got one player that's pretty good at singing songs does anybody want to hear a song all right everybody number 32 Christopher Stieg Do a little rap I made up. Every time I dive in my pool, it's hard to be humble. Well, I do a breaststroke through an underground tunnel and come up on the other side in a jacuzzi, being greeted by two girls that are wearing my jersey.